Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Neto driving, gives to Boy for its first NBA career points. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for Halloween, October 31st. The Jazz were awfully scary in L.A., unfortunately just to themselves. What's been spooky about the opening week of the NBA season? What's real, what's not? We'll take a look at that when we come all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Hope everything's going well. Thanks so much for tuning in today. As the Jazz uh, fall last night to the Clippers, we'll break that one down for you. Uh, or yesterday afternoon, we're in San Antonio and getting ready uh, for a day. The Jazz will practice today and then get ready uh, to play the incredible San Antonio Spurs uh, coming up. This is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Crazy week of the NFL. Make sure you go to Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson to uh, former ESPN host to catch all your latest NFL news. Good stuff all around the NBA. Locked on fantasy basketball with Josh Lloyd continues to be absolutely on fire uh, with uh, his audience and what he's pulling off every day. So make sure you uh, grab that show as well. And if you have any other favorite teams in the NBA or NFL, uh, that's all for you. Pretty cool. It'll mention in Sports Illustrated over the weekend or SI.com for the Locked On Podcast uh, Network. Today's show is brought to you by Sherlock Intelligence. Uh, guys over at Sherlock Intelligence do a great job taking the data world and making it accessible to all companies. It's an opportunity for you and your company to be able to play with the big boys. When you involve yourself with Sherlock Intelligence, give them a call at 855-339-7774. That's 855 855- 339-7774. I'll tell you a little bit more about Sherlock Intelligence uh, in a moment or two, but let's get our show started with our pins across the world. We do this. Uh, we start every single show with this. Uh, we, It's just really simple. Just email me and tell me uh, where it is you listen to the program from and uh, how you became a jazz fan. And I want to find out a little bit uh, more. Let's go to market. Clintock, Clintock, Mark, Margaret McClintock. Sorry, I didn't see. I was short a little letter there. Uh, Margaret is an outlier in our demographic, she says, because I'm a 73-year-old widow, and I've never read any podcasts until Locked on Jazz. I live in Henderson, Nevada right now, but I became a jazz fan when we lived in Morgan Hill, California. I was watching playoff games, was amazed at the passes John Stockton made. I could hardly even see them. It seemed like magic, and I instantly became a fan. I've always felt that it was a perfect decision. I absolutely love the Jazz, and that the Jazz have always stressed the importance of playing team ball. I was really excited when my husband found out about Leap and Leaners, and I had the good fortune to make it to four of them. 
We always attended a game when we came over for the event. I bought a basketball from the first one and was able to get autographs from everyone uh, from the championship games. I was standing behind the wife of one of John's original coaches when I had a picture taken with him. She called out to him, John, there's a lady here from California. And he said, we'll take care of her. We don't get many of them. I wasn't able to get it signed the next year because John wasn't there since Samuel had just been born. Then I wasn't able to go the next couple of years. I was so afraid John would retire before I got it signed. So I called the Jazz and talked to Patty Bolly, and she laughed and said, it sounded like I needed an autograph. She told me to send a picture to her, and she would get John to sign it. And I can't imagine the conversation. John, you have to sign this for some crazy lady out there. The picture is very cherished possession. Uh, I stayed at Wolfcrest one year when I came over, and I came in after the event, and they called out to ask if I'd gotten to see Carl, and she said that Kay had just called to make sure that I checked, uh, that they had checked with me about that. What an incredibly considerate thing for Kay Malone to do. She continues, I went to Paris in February one year that I came. My friend and I went to Moulin Rouge, and we were seated from a couple from Russia. Conversation was a little limited, so we didn't speak English. And all I knew was Russian. This is a pencil, which is not a very helpful phrase. So he said, ah, Michael Jordan, without thinking I answered back, no, Utah Jazz. The moment I said it, I thought how stupid that was. These are people here. There are people here in the U.S. who don't know jazz. However, he broke out a huge smile and said, Ah, Andre Karolinko. And he spent the rest of the evening drinking the gentleman's crystal champagne because of Andre. When I told Andre about that at Leap and Leaners, he had a big laugh over it. I have attended a few games since my husband passed away, but not at Leap and Leaners. In 2014, I came over and saw the jazz one night uh, in Il Devo the next. Last year, I visited my son in Philadelphia, and the jazz were playing there. We went to the jazz 76ers game. I'm eagerly awaiting the season, got my league pass. And I'm so excited about this year and even more since now I listen to your podcast. My grandson in Texas has dyslexia. I'm looking into getting my Simply Smarter for him. So thanks for hooking me up with them. That's Meg McClintock. She is a 73-year-old widow from Henderson, Nevada. And she may not be in our demographic, but we love her. All right, that is today's edition of the Pins Across the World. Let's get right to our tip-off uh, story of the show. Uh, Jazz fall yesterday. The offense just completely gets stagnant. Weird game to me because I, I'm a huge believer in the NBA. Uh, two things I, I believe. One kind of goes in our direction and one doesn't. That uh, what I really love about the game is that if you play it right, you eventually get rewarded. Uh, and then the second one is that the 48 minutes generally means that the best team wins, that, that there's 100 possessions. Uh, it's, you know, unlike men's college when they really could slow it down, what's why you get all the upsets in the NCAA tournament, the best teams always win. So there's a point here where the game kind of, I guess, the superior team, which the Clippers certainly are, and anyone who expected otherwise, I think, misread the situation, uh, really showed themselves. But it was interesting because up to the three-minute timeout in the – First half, the Jazz were playing great basketball. At about the five-minute mark, Kevin Arnovitz of ESPN was with me on the broadcast, and I said, uh, wow, the Jazz are really good tonight. You know, they were penetrating the lane. It was a slow-down, grinded game. They were playing with the Clippers and defending. You know, didn't didn't have Gordon. Derek was clearly limited, and yet the Jazz were playing really, really well, I thought. Uh, George Hill had just stripped Chris Paul on, on two of the last three possessions. And you just felt like uh, one of the things I always watch when I watch a game is who's owning the space. So what I mean by that is, 
if you kind of look for a rebound, who owns the area, who owns the space, who's physically initiating the contact to, to own their area, who's in control of their space. Up to that point, I really thought the Jazz owned their space that night or that game. And then uh, I I don't know what happened. I, I mean, I think what happened is the Clippers are a veteran group. They've got the most amount of guys on that roster uh, who have played together. Redick, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan have played more minutes together than any foursome in the NBA by a huge amount. Like, it's really not even close. Uh, if you take the top four players in every team, how many minutes they've played together, and compare it to the Clippers, it's it's not close at all. And I think they've just been in this situation so many times. It was their home opener. They were fresh. They went to that last three minute time, the three minute time out of the second quarter, and they came out and they then they owned the space, and then they just completely dictated uh, the game. They were dominant on the offensive glass, which they don't usually do. They're twenty eighth in the league in offensive rebounding. They got into the Jazz offensively. The Jazz committed turnovers on two of their next five possessions and two of their other shots were, were late shot clock prayers. Uh, and so in that, and because they offensive rebounded, the Jazz never got the ball. They had a 53-second possession in there. And next thing you know, the game was seven. And then when they opened up the third quarter, they just did it again. And that time we just came out flat. We opened up the third quarter, didn't quite understand what was about to hit us, and and they got us. And... Uh, and the game was over. You're down 15 in the third against a team that lost nine games all year that they tr- last year that they led at the half. That the night was over uh, from that point on. And the Clippers, you know, so they really dominated a seven eight minute stretch of the game and ended it. Now, from the big picture standpoint, uh, it was ugly and it didn't look very good. And uh, so you could probably decide to get really worried about it. On the other end, you know, we're playing without our best player or one of our best players, and we're playing without one of our other best players, Favors, who's limited, and two of the top 30 players in the NBA and have gone on the road to Portland and on the road to L.A., on the road to San Antonio, home against Dallas and uh, at San Antonio. These aren't easy games. Uh, We wouldn't be favored to win any of these games so far that we'll have played in our first four other than the Laker home game if we were completely at full strength and the guys we're playing are rolling. At full strength, and the Clippers just look like a group that has been together for quite some time, and look very impressive uh, in that regard. So, you know, that's that's the thing that jumps out to me, maybe more than anything else uh, in that game is just you know the Jazz uh, aren't together yet, don't look collective, and that's part of you know, and that's going to be an issue for a while because they didn't get the time together uh, to be able to work all of camp the way you'd want to, and so you're there was some really kind of axi and O's things that they didn't do well that we can get into. Uh, but just big picture, I, I'm not particularly worried about it. They, they'd like to play better, and there's some, you know, you start digging in, there's some issues, you wonder why certain things aren't going as well uh, as they should. If you own a small business and you don't have the staff to compete with the big boys on the data world, then this is when you go find Sherlock Intelligence and have them help you. Let's be honest, if you don't use your data in this day and age, you're not playing the game. And if you're not playing, using every advantage you can have to build your company or to give your company the advantage, then, you know, that's it's really negligent. It's sad. I understand it. It's expensive. It's really hard to do. How do you, you know, figure out the data you need? Well, you find someone like Sherlock Intelligence, and that's what they do. They mine the data out there for you from multiple sources to give you a holistic picture of what your company is doing. Then... 
They analyze that data for you and give you the opportunity to know your customers, find their patterns, and then you grow your profits uh, from there. If the world is about the data and information that's out there and making smart decisions based on the fact that you have that information. So allow Sherlock Intelligence to do three things for you. Capture the data. Then let them put it together for you and present it to you in a visual manner that makes sense. And then let them help you analyze the data and what it means for your company going forward. SherlockIntelligence.com or 855-339-7774. That's 855-339-7774. Get your company in the game against the big boys or in a field where other people aren't using the data, venture down that road and find out what patterns you can find to know your customers and make the right decisions. SherlockIntelligence.com or 855-339-7774. Some of the other ones just in the offense, the offense is just, it's clogged up. The, the Rudy, they never got Rudy rolling to the rim. And so when Rudy didn't get the rim, he clogged up the, it clogged up the middle of the floor uh, last night or yesterday afternoon. There wasn't, you know, if the Clippers are overloading a side, you didn't see skip passes. I think you saw about one a quarter. Uh, those are the things that are going to free you and get you open looks. A uh, lot of mid-range jump shots. The shot chart from, from yesterday is a little ugly to what you would like to have a team uh, look like. They're just they're just not efficient shots. I mean, they can be open, uh, good looks, and it can feel right at the time, but if you start putting a game together that way, it becomes very difficult to win. For most of the night, the Jazz' effective field goal percentage was pretty good. Uh, it, it, it was the fact that they were turning the ball over as much as they did and the fact that they had almost no offensive rebounds. Uh, they ended up with 14 by the end of the night, but they they got to the line so so rarely. They finally hit their uncontested shots. Uh, they, what they didn't make was their contested shots. And some of this was funky. I mean, I, you know, I hate to get bored on this one, but Kevin Pelton did the, the whole thing last year about make or miss league. And there's, there is something to it. There was a sequence or two there where the, where the jazz had some pretty good looks. And then, uh, they didn't hit them particularly Derek missed one or two bunnies. Trey Lyles missed an open, uh, an open three, or what felt like an open three, and you know he hit three of five on his uncontested shots last yesterday. So you really can't be asking Trey to hit much more than sixty percent. So you know you are going to miss some shots. Uh, with that said, uh, you still felt like one or two of these should go in. There was a there was a moment in the game where the game the Jazz were kind of trying to work their way back in the game, and uh, Jamal Crawford had a heavily contested. Shot followed by Shelvin Mack missing a wide open corner three, followed by Austin Rivers making a totally contested shot, and you, uh, and you, you know that's where it's just a make or miss league in in so many ways uh, uh, for the Jazz. The offense has not been able to flow at all when George Hill's off the floor, so that's going to be one thing to keep an eye on. Uh, the offensive rating wasn't particularly good when George was on the floor yesterday, but it was less good when he was off the floor. I think it was 77 with Shelvin Mack uh, on the floor uh, yesterday. That was a little bit of a, a struggle. Uh, when Favors was on for his 22 minutes, by the way, the Jazz somehow were positive because defensively uh, with Derek on the floor, we were just crazy good. And I'm not sure, uh, you know, 
we always remember his impact uh, on things. The one area there that's a little disconcerting is the model for this is that for Gobert to play 32 minutes and Favors to go play 16 at center, leaving another 32 minutes of power forward minutes right now. And Boris is not playing well, and Trey Lyles doesn't look comfortable at all. And so that's leaving a little bit of question on uh, how those 32 minutes are all going to be uh, filled. Trey's got to find out how he fits. Right now, he just feels as though uh, he doesn't look particularly comfortable uh, in what's taking place. All right, let's walk through the rest of the uh, – I think those are kind of my notes of, of where we are. We don't need to belabor, I think, everything. will give us some time, and those are games you're probably not supposed to win. A uh, few notes around the NBA that I thought were interesting. Uh, seven of the eight worst defensive teams in the league all have new coaches. So there's really an assimilation time that takes place uh, here. Is, you know, those teams that have new coaches have just not figured out how to defend yet uh, in the league uh, they're Washington, Indiana, Minnesota. The other one that's in there is Golden State. Uh, the teams that are undefeated so far, Chicago, Atlanta, Cleveland, San Antonio, and the Clippers, and Oklahoma City, all have returning coaches. Uh, so just kind of how do people start? We we obviously have the returning coach, but we have the injuries that have probably prevented us from that. Teams that have not won yet, Wizards, Orlando, uh Washington, Minnesota, uh, and then Phoenix kind of have uh, have coaches that are new. So there's definitely a level of continuity that's impacting things. Uh, Russell Westbrook is the first person ever in the history of the NBA to open the three games with 100 points, 30 rebounds, and 30 assists. Oklahoma City is 3-0. and Before we make a lot of... Uh, decisions about what we think of Oklahoma City and how good they might be. To their credit, they're 3-0. They have opened with Philadelphia, Phoenix, and the Lakers. They are about to go to at the Clippers and at Golden State for back-to-back nights uh, before a really long homestand. They had a very, very, very soft schedule uh, to start the year, which if they can take advantage of and believe they're good, will be huge. But they then play, uh, they follow then with, I think, nine of their next ten at home after these two road games. So this is a very fortunate schedule opening it up for Oklahoma City. Boston's the opposite, by the way. Boston has one of the worst schedules of anyone. I think they play almost half their road games by the middle of uh, December. Uh, Interesting little one going on is that the Bulls' offense, which everybody thought was going to be awful with their mid-range games and and their lack of shooting, has been the opposite so far. Uh, They have been absolutely terrific. Um, they are not shooting a ton of threes, but they are making 43.5%, which seems to be an unsustainable level, uh, the same way that Memphis's 44 is probably not very sustainable early on. But worth noting that Chicago's offense has been just absolutely brilliant uh, so far in the game. Uh, one other note we're kind of watching early is what percentage of shots are threes. Uh, early on, there are six teams in the league that are taking 30 or more threes a game. Uh, we're playing slow pace of play, so it's hard to look at us on that level. I haven't run the numbers, uh, but the, there are actually a bunch of teams that are taking below 22, Detroit, Indiana, Minnesota, Milwaukee, and Toronto. Indiana's defense is just awful right now. I, 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 Indiana might be 
uh, in a little bit of trouble. All right, that is tip-off or Locked on Jazz for today. Hope you enjoyed the show. We're in San Antonio. We'll be back with you tomorrow with some more breakdown on things and looking at where things stand as we get ready for the play the incredible San Antonio Spurs. For the rest of your day, feel free to check out Locked on NFL with Matt Williamson or Vinny Ayers, Locked on Fantasy Football to help your fantasy football team or any of the other Locked on properties. This is Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thanks to Sherlock Intelligence today. Give them a call at 855-339-7774. 855-339-7774. Have a good one.